don't we have the absolute deal for you? If you listen to this podcast and you recruit three friends and they recruit three friends, you know, and then you charge each of those friends a dollar and pass 50 cents up the chain to the next person and then they recruit another five people and then you have another three people join up because of those five people, you end up with this awesome scheme where we have thousands of listeners and we really appreciate it. That sound great to you, Joel? I don't know if you've got that many friends, Lisk. Thanks, but I do and I promise you this will work. This is how we get rich, right? Okay, okay, let's do it. Welcome back to episode 14 now. We're nearly there. If you've been listening since the beginning, we can promise you there's not much pain left. Um, of episode 14 of Keeping Up With The Consumer Law. Um, I am Joel Liskin and I'm joined by Joel Grieger. What what a welcoming introduction. Yeah, we promise there's not much more pain to go. Yeah. Uh, thank, you for, th- thank you for staying with us despite those um, type of reassurances. Of course. Now, if you listen to the cold open and went, what on earth? earth is Lisk on about? That sounds ridiculously insane. Well, we're going to introduce you at some point in a moment to the crazy, insane and ridiculous world of pyramid schemes. Now, Grieger is smiling at me because he's been wanting to do this episode since the beginning and I, to be honest, couldn't have cared less. So, yeah, we're about to let him go wild. But before I get there, of course, if you want to keep up with the consumer law, you can follow us on LinkedIn, Facebook and Instagram. If you're desperate, you can follow an empty account on threads. A reminder, of course, that nothing we talk about is actual legal advice. So don't take anything that Gregor says today as gospel and go and set up your own not pyramid scheme, but something quite close. And if you do need legal advice, you can head over to our website to find out more information. And finally, massive thank you to the Law Foundation of South Australia for their financial support in making this podcast happen. So, Gregor, the pyramid scheme. Yeah, I mean, first, I think not taking anything I say as gospel is probably just good advice in general, really. Pyramid schemes, we are there, Lisk. Uh, This has all come from us just crapping on in that first episode about a pyramid scheme. And do you still have a reference on our website to join in our pyramid scheme? I think I saw that a few weeks ago. It was still there. Actually, I think it's an I contact us page. Yeah. <laughs> so we actually may have been marketing a pyramid scheme this whole time, but um, we'll work that out. Let's have a look at the law. So we are talking pyramid schemes. Um, Lisk, have you ever gone along to a pyramid scheme uh, seminar? No, because I think these pyramid schemes are on par with responding to Nigerian princes in your email accounts. Like they're ridiculous and insane and just stupid on the face of it right uh yes but they do come with free pizza and beer the one that i went to was that counted as your buy-in uh no no i went and then told them it was a pyramid scheme um yeah look i've been to a couple of these i i love it it's when um uh when i see friends post about it on social media or whatever i usually best to say hey this is a pyramid scheme but uh i was curious so i went along to one and they are as convoluted as your cold intro so, so he's recruit four threat friends who will then bring in five more friends each yeah. and then you've got somehow you end up with a pyramid, but it's not a pyramid scheme. No, no, it's not it's not a pyramid, it's more of a triangle. Um <laughs> yeah, no, it's 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 convoluted, the math never works. Uh but look, I have a real love hate relationship with this stuff. I I um I hate to see it taking place, but I, I love it at the same time. It's it's interesting. So as I said in the intro, I have no idea where this episode is going. I have had no control over its content. I am 
deep down incredibly nervous. Like it, this could go anywhere. This could go for four hours or it could go for 15 minutes. I'm hoping it's going to go for 15 minutes. So right, how, let's are just get taking, into it. how are you taking us on this journey cool. today? So I have absolutely no plan here. I'm just ranting. So let's start off quickly with what is a pyramid scheme. We're talking about a business model here. Um, now it does, there are legitimate forms of this called multi-level marketing. Um, legitimate in that it's not a pyramid scheme. As far as business model goes, uh, it's still a pretty shitty business model is my personal opinion on, on, on the business of it. So I don't, don't recommend them anyway, but, uh, you've got multi-level marketing where your referral saw, uh, referral selling to members of your network, which is essentially your friends and family. So the whole idea is you're, um, annoying everyone near and dear to you. I'm trying to think, is that like the old school, I'm not going to name any brands, but you know, like the, ma- the little magazines that you would yeah. walk around with your auntie yeah, and exactly. drop off in, not that any of my aunties have done this, just to be clear, um, but you would walk around and drop off in the news, like in all the neighbors' um, letterboxes, and then they would join on to the scheme if they wanted to, and then they would also go and drop off people's newsletters. And Yeah, yeah, pretty much, exactly. And um, get your homewares yeah, they, they, and your They've tupperware. existed for a long time. They're Amer- very American concept, as we were discussing before we started recording. I think, when I think of pyramid schemes, I, I can't go, go past... Michael Scott in the office, but you know, I all I think of is Americans. I don't tend, generally tend to think of Australia and pyramid schemes because I tend to ignore the messages that come into my we, inbox. We obviously have very different um, makeup of um, connections on Facebook and whatnot because I, I see them quite a bit. Um, maybe it's because I'm looking out for them and, and I enjoy finding out. I mean, there's even just that one of like sending around the um, um, do you want to get 10 books for one book uh, that does the rounds on, on Facebook. Anyway, I'm going on a tangent there, so I'm going to bring it back. So you've got multi-level marketing. You then got this idea of a pyramid scheme. That's where you have uh, one person recruits multiple people. They feed money up through the payment of, of memberships. You know, there might also be something else going on, like selling a product, but you've got the memberships feeding up and they recruit and they recruit. Not to be confused with Ponzi schemes, which is something a bit different again, where it's kind of taking money from one to pay the other out and mm. just hope that it doesn't catch up with you. So... We're looking at pyramid schemes here. The difference between a pyramid scheme and a multi-level marketing business structure, which doesn't breach the law, is quite technical. And uh, a lot of it maybe looks like a pyramid scheme and, and, and doesn't cross the line. Now, for those listening along at home, I need to paint a picture. Um, Greg has just moved his notes to the side and has then picked up what is the gospel of the Australian consumer law law academic or even practitioner, which is the annotated consumer law, which is about, I don't know, 1,600 pages of content. Nah, it is 2,501 pages. Okay. And he's just dragged that across to the middle of the desk. So, be afraid. Be very afraid. Uh, now, nah, look, I'm, I'm just going to cover it. There's three sections that apply in the, in, in the ACL uh, to do with pyramid schemes. Pretty much what it does is it sets out there the test for defining whether it's a pyramid scheme or whether it is a, again, <laughs> I say legitimate business with massive massive air quotes a slightly more legitimate business uh, it's, model it's it's not illegal but it's still shitty <laughs> look i'm i'm not a fan of multi-level marketing I, I think i'll make that abundantly clear and um i don't really care what what um what the implication anyway let's keep moving so we've got participation in a pyramid scheme is just set straight out in the acl there a person must not participate in a pyramid scheme yep you participate if you induce or you attempt to induce people to come in and participate in the pyramid scheme. But not just inducing other people. 
participation full stop, right? Yes. So even if you're the bottom rung, you still breach the provision. Yeah, exactly. So you've got these two ways to participate and just being in it uh, does count. So you're on the hook whether you are the person running it or you're the last sucker to, to join. So you're on the hook if you accept free food and drink to attend a seminar? Not quite that far. You, you do need to uh, get somewhat involved in it, not just eat their pizza and criticise them and leave. Oh, so that's good. So you can scam the pyramid schemes to get free food. Yeah, yeah, it's uh, fire, fire, fire. <laughs> so, Sorry, let you continue without interrupting. Let me continue my rambling uh, tangent here. So, uh, look, there's a whole bunch of definitions in there as far as the pyramid scheme goes. There's structure to it. I don't want to get too deep into it. I'd prefer to give you an example of what it looks like in practice. And the reason why we're not going into it deeply is because it is a relatively long provision. I can see it there on the, the page. It's not something that's short and to the point, is it? Nah, look, there's, there's a bit involved. It is technical working out whether uh, it crosses that threshold or not. Um, so, And the idea is to protect what might be a legitimate business model that's not exploitative from the provisions that are inherently targeting pyramid schemes, like pure and traditional pyramid schemes. Yeah, exactly. It really goes to the point that essentially you can kind of sum it up as the 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 primary or the main focus is revenue through, or not revenue, sorry, but money through bringing in other members rather than selling a product or something else alongside. Yeah, in my mind, when I think of a pyramid scheme and I'm being sensical, I'm thinking you've got person at the top who recruits three friends. Each friend um, has to contribute or pay back up the line, I don't know, what, 10% of revenue they make on the product or the, the scam, whatever's being sold. But if they recruit three friends each, they get 10% of their friends' revenue on selling and it ends up just being like a, a little segment fee based on up and down sales. Is that about right? Yeah, yep. That's your, your downline or your downstream and, and it keeps on coming and up. I've got my little triangle here on my piece of paper to make sure I'm getting that relationship yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, the, the, the geometry is checking out, so that's good to see. I'm just trying to find the exact wording that kind of draws this line between normal business and the pyramid scheme. And so it comes down to whether it's entirely or substantially induced by this idea of... um holding that to new participants that they're going to be entitled to this if they participate. So it really comes down to, I guess, whether it's a business where you're selling a product or if it's a pyramid scheme where the business is bringing in new participants and continuing to bring in new participants is what does it look like it's substantially doing. So it's going to be, I think, far better to, to jump into our case today and yeah, let's, explain it that way. Let's hear the nut jobs. Oh, sorry, uh, if that's defamatory, I retract that. Uh, I think we can actually just leave it on the record. If <laughs> So I did do a search of one of the uh, respondents in this one. She's still going in business. Um, she's now like a, um, a, a parenting guru or something. So cool. Yeah. <laughs> it's always uh, working that way. Anyway, let's get going. So the case that we're looking at today is ACCC and uh, Judson and others. Um, this was number three. It went to number six because they also were found to be in contempt of court. But anyway, what we've got here is is uh, this case about this scheme called TVI Express System. So it's from 2009, 2010. Uh, Lisk is already, already I'm oh, sorry. If you've, got a, if you've got a product or a, or a service called TVI Express System, it just it just gives me that the, this, is, this is nuts vibe. Like... 
anything that's an express system is is really doing it for me. Yeah, usually the first indicator is when they say, I know this sounds a bit crazy. I know it sounds like one of those pyramid schemes, but... So that's always a pretty good indicator. Anyway, we've got TVI Express System. Uh, The whole idea was that they were purporting that this uh, scheme that they had would enable people to have travel and and, um, accommodation opportunities, but also these earning opportunities. So you become a member of the system, you get your unique ID, um, you 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 get access to their their portals uh their traveler board which i'm about to explain in 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 some great depth to you list the the travel board and how exciting that is i'm just loving the fact that you can't even describe the scheme without laughing and you're talking about the not so like interesting bits it's i'm laughing because unique Member ID sounds like it's going to be quite... Or unique user ID sounds like it's going to be just, probably quite official. We're talking about a username, right? Yeah, wait till we get to it. Yeah. Okay. That's no, just... It's, it's, it's not professional. I was thinking like numbers when I saw that, but no. No, no, no. It's like Tracy6 loves Stuart or something. No. Also, it's your Hotmail address. <laughs> if that was my Hotmail address, I am Tracy6. So, yeah, they get this unique user ID. Uh, they get this position on the travel board. They are told they're going to receive a travel certificate which they can redeem for six nights accommodation, seven days uh, experience and they get a free companion flight, a virtual back office, access to an online travel portal, self-replication website, business tools. It all sounds pretty good, doesn't it? It sounds a bit nuts. Uh, Sorry, it sounds a bit too good to be true. Yeah, look. It's, I mean, you know the strategy of Nigerian Prince emails, yeah? They make them somewhat illegible to weed out all the people who realise it's going to be crap so Mm. they don't even reply and so anyone replying is susceptible to it yeah it's kind of I don't know if that's the same thing here if it just happens to be that it's all a scam that's what it is yeah it's just a scam Uh, it gets better that's just the initial stuff so the way that you can then earn money is yep by recruiting other members um Apart from pretty much being stated in the initial point about travel, the travel stuff drops away very quickly. Wait, so so what is the scheme's product? Y- yeah, that's a really good question. And on the, their website and Facebook pages and whatnot, they've said, um, and their email newsletter, we've been getting a lot of questions as to what the product is. This is to the people that have already signed up, by the way. Okay, so you've already signed up. You don't know what the, pro- what yeah, the company actually exactly. does. But- yeah, um, there's also like a line in their PowerPoint where it was like, is a great business model because there's like no product. You don't have to stock and restock anything. But no, there is a product, but there isn't a product, but there is a product. Okay. So the product is that you get access to all of this travel stuff, yeah? But then we're actually going to not talk about that now because we're going to talk about the business side of it and just please stop trying to access the travel. Please stop trying to follow us up and email us because you can't book your travel. Uh, We're just independent business owners. You should be sending that to the main company located overseas and you should buy a travel um, uh, uh, international phone card to make... This is all in the case. It was nuts, yeah? Okay, so there is actually nothing. Yeah, there well, is there is sweet FO. And the reason we know there's sweet FO list is because the ACCC actually had undercover investigators in this one that went in, sat through these bloody seminars. So they were pretty much were doing what I was doing, apart from I went for pizza and beer and, and to just heckle. Um, that They have a legitimate job. Um, but 
they went through, they sat through, they then tried to proceed to book these things and um, the judge actually, I mean, I don't have the exact word in front of me here, but he, he says like it's like beyond tedious or something, the process of booking. There is no evidence that anyone ever booked travel or accommodation through that supposed product that was being sold. I'm I'm still just genuinely confused. And Bear with me, Lisk. It, it gets, gets better. Oh, God. So... You earn income by recruiting other members to the scheme, yeah? They then come onto a traveller board. The traveller board is the board with the unique user IDs. And the idea is you want to move up your rungs, your tiers, your segments on the traveller board. And once you graduate from the traveller board, you can get a $250 uh, credit and a, and a payout or an e-voucher. And then you go to the express board. And that's where the money's really made. And you climb through the rungs of the express board. Uh, and when you get out of the express board, you get a $10,000 payment. Uh, you then start again in level one and work your way back through. And but after you've graduated from the express board list, bear with me. This is where it gets really exciting. You can get revenue payments from the entire global corporation group now and everyone, not just your own downlines. Okay. And so you can get to the Diamond Platinum Supreme Pooh Bar or, or whatever it was. Uh, to be honest, I'm glossing over on these random facts. So this is actually, for those of you, the first time I'm hearing this as well. Um, it's nuts. Like it is actually nuts. sounds like, so essentially it's a an online global leader like points board essentially yeah. on how much you're recruiting people to then also join that board yep so there's different levels so how oh, it works shit. is <laughs> <laughs> there's different levels for each so you enter it on level one uh i've i've, I've got to find it it's like it's it's too bloody complicated for me to remember off the top of my head here um i think it was like maybe like eight people in the first level or something and there's like four levels and like in the next one there's like maybe four or something and you move your way up nah that's Lisk is pointing to stuff on the page but that's something okay. different again well, it's that's like that's how much you get paid if you're a gold diamond or a diamond or a diamond excelsior or i think it, oh here i've got it so <laughs> so each of these boards you've got the initial one is the traveler board and then the express board yeah they've each got four levels with room for eight user IDs on level one, four user IDs on level two, two user IDs on level three, and then one user ID on level four. You're, you're pretty cool at that point. Uh, the new members start at the bottom. They work their way up. They cannot progress, though, until the next level, until all other eight are filled up in the bottom level, and then they progress. So you can only progress when your level is full. Uh, now, I can see your face screwing up there, Lisk, and that's also what happened in the um, trial. So <laughs> the respondents the respondents represented themselves here, and they did not give any evidence themselves, but they did bring in uh, evidence from a witness who they didn't give an affidavit for or, or any of that, so it wasn't done correctly, but essentially in the cross-examination it, it came out um, because the witness was saying that some people would even purchase more than one membership if you want to be involved in multiple board positionings and the question was why the hell would you want to do that and it came out in the cross-examination I think members might have been doing that paying for extra memberships themselves so that they could advance to the next level with that I think we can insert a very small musical interlude here while I try to mentally decompress and we pause the recording for a second. Be right back.
Thanks for bearing with me for a moment while I tried to work out what my brain was doing there and ex- understand what's happening. Um, back to you, Gregor. Yeah, so, look, the, the business structure of it is essentially just keep trying to bring as many people in, keep going up, keep lying about what type of revenue you get. So the question you might be asking is, well, how the hell does anyone go and buy into this? It just sounds ridiculous, yeah? So it's an interesting judgment in that there's not many pyramid scheme judgments, are there? No, no. This is this is an area where you don't see stuff, A, because I'm assuming people aren't stupid enough to join, in, join up. You would be surprised. Of course. And B, a lot of them are probably based overseas, which makes it really hard to prosecute. And the law is quite unambiguous in this respect. It covers this kind of stuff pretty plainly i would have thought yeah i mean look you you see a lot of examples popping up i don't know why there's so few prosecuted apart from those reasons you just gave but but anyway people do sign up to them um i think i find the judgment really useful in that it sets out the evidence that was collected by the ACCC when they're doing this investigation and so you can actually really see the way the different websites work it's um part of a global business that was set up so you can see the information coming out from head office so you know they're saying on their website um just in terms of like how do they represent themselves we're an international direct selling company got alliances and channel partners all across the world by the way they were talking like um like hertz rental cars and stuff which they were not affiliated with at all and that was actually a misleading issue yep, which yep. also came up in the okay. case of course of course um so when you look at uh, yeah so they represent themselves as this you know big important company that's that's well respected and whatnot and you look at how they appeal to their their client uh their, their target market so they're saying well we want to give you you know the best vacations we also want to help you earn this um, extra income so you can support your family and do all these things and they'll throw out some random numbers like um, like in this one, for instance, how do you earn money? Um, offers multiple ways to earn weekly and monthly income. Um, there's there's one saying um, <laughs> you have an income pipeline for you and your family generating thousands of dollars rolling your way every single week. So thousands of dollars every single week. Um, I remember there's another statement somewhere saying up to millions of dollars that you'll earn. Oh, there we go. Um, this income is never going to stop. You'll have earned millions of dollars by duplicating your leaders and group sales. Look, it's 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 cooked, but they they really know how to market to their crowd. Yeah, it's these people looking for... Um, a way to, to, to make big money, an easy win. Uh, the actually in the in the witness evidence, um, the the witness mentioned that you know she was on on workers' compensation. Typically, after you've ticked, yes, you've been on workers' compensation. She said, you know, you don't tend to get hired, and this is a way to make money. Um, the judge found she was not a good witness because she was clearly just pushing the agenda. But um, I thought that was quite interesting. It really showed kind of what subset are susceptible. And, you know, I laugh about it, but it is quite a serious issue because it does take uh, advantage of these people. And, and the risk is with, well, not the risk, it happens with a pyramid scheme, eventually going to run out of people. To, to con and bring in and then it all falls apart and the people uh, that are left um, losing out are the, are the ones at the bottom there. Um, as far as... Uh, look, I'm, I'm just going to skim over stuff a bit. 
here now, but the, the, what they were saying was there was essentially these different ways to make residual income. There was these different uh, sources of income through those boards. You move up the board, you get the payout, you do it enough, to, you, you go through enough steps in the board, you'll get residual income for for everyone coming in. And, you know, they throw around all these crazy figures. And um, I think this really is the case. If you're interested or if um, you're saying, um, you know, Joel, you just you're thinking really bad about multi-level marketing that's such a great thing go and have a look at the case it, it really is a great example of the evidence here the user ids um teddy tudes uh travel rocks and diamond uh were the ones that had me laughing earlier on so look essentially there's there's a lot there but there really was no business to it apart from bringing in other people and getting their money Okay, so there's a lot there, but what are the key takeaways here? The key takeaways is that if you're in, involved in participating in a pyramid scheme, you can be significantly on the hook. So, the ACCC were successful in this matter, and they got some massive penalties uh, awarded against the three respondents that were participating, and participating at quite a high level. So, the first respondent has a penalty of $90,000 applied. Uh, she also then got a further penalty of $10,000 for being uh, in contempt of court because um, there was an injunction put in place, I think, early on with the proceedings for her not to access the bank accounts. And then she <laughs> took $35,000 out, <laughs> which uh, I think she was allowed to access for, um, you know, like uh, to what she needs for her daily living expenses. And she took thirty five grand out in one day. Mm. I think she thought she was being sneaky because she did it in six different transactions. Okay, but so the usual. The usual. But so anyway, she got 90 grand just on finding that she's participating in a pyramid scheme. Uh, another one got an $80,000 penalty and another got a $30,000 penalty. They transferred out by the looks of it nearly $300,000 from the country to Hong Kong. So there was a significant amount of money that went through the books here. But of course, important to note, they were all personal penalties. They were at the individual who was participating. Yeah, absolutely. These aren't corporate penalties. These don't apply to some overseas foreign company. These are individual penalties. This is an individual lady uh, who, you know, constantly talks about her family and that she's a mother and whatnot. She has been hit with $100,000 of penalties and then the ACCC's legal costs as well. Uh, I think at full indemnity rate for the contempt proceedings, which she's up for a lot of money. Yeah. Because they had an SC brief for this, like... So it's not a cheap, not a cheap option, and so a pyramid scheme is not necessarily a get rich quick when you add on the penalties at the end. So I think that brings us to the end of why you shouldn't participate or create or found a pyramid scheme, um, and yeah I think that I, I, I don't really have a takeaway from that. that that is the don't participate in a pyramid scheme so thank you for listening to this episode 14 um, we're almost there one more episode left of this season one so thank you for joining us along this journey that we've had our next episode we'll actually be talking to someone at the ACCC um, fortunately I think I managed to get pyramid schemes taken off the list of things we're talking about but are we potentially talking about Lorna Jane 
we might talk about Lorna Jane. I don't know. We'll see where the conversation goes. Okay. In my little pre-call, we talked a little about Lorna Jane. Um, I'm excited either way. I'm looking forward to that one. But yeah, it's going to be a fun conversation. Um, so join us next fortnight for that episode. Of course, in the interim, uh, you can find us on socials, on Facebook, LinkedIn, and uh, Instagram. I was about to say Twitter, but I forgot I've abandoned that one. Um, and you can also head over to our website, consumerlaw.media, to find out more. But uh, until next time, um, just don't join a pyramid scheme. Pretty good advice, really. Yeah, I think so. Cool. There is zero chance you may edit that sound out. Hmm? <laughs> no, it's all good. That fun. That will come up in there. That, that's, that's okay. It'll be all just, good. You should have shaken it a bit. I should have. I should have. I just realized why my brain was stuffed and I, had, I was meant to have them like two hours ago.